Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome to Geeks, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this room this week. The room in question. Uh, How many other podcasts do you think have been recorded in this room? Imagine, if you will, Europe going closer, England or closer still to my mom's house at a... not going to say what yeah, on the podcast. <laughs> uh, we're in my cat Fish's room. That's where we are. Yeah. Which is also the dining room. But I feel this is really Fish's room. Yeah. Uh, yes, my mom has a cat I love that fish. you have a cat named Fish. He's adorable. It's just, he's, he's just a huge lump of fluff and he sits and looks like Totoro most of the time. Yeah. And, just, and you touch him and he trills. Makes a cute little noise. It's true. That's pretty great. It's pretty much all he does occasionally tries to attack people but quite rarely he's pretty yeah. docile and snoozy it's mostly if you put him out for a second and then you bring him back in he's like nope if you withhold prawns he gets a little upset he does yeah not withholding prawns uh i'm your host al white my favorite lens is a 50 millimeter i only like florentines if they got cherries in them and today for the very first time ever i'm doing the podcast in my sweatpants Ooh. joining me <laughs> in this fireside chat the pacifier katie watson Hi. <laughs> How you doing, Katie? I'm pretty good. I'm enjoying the England. Yeah? Yeah. You're in I just, England. I just ate a little Jaffa cake, which is my favorite little British sweet. Is that your favorite confectionery in England, Jaffa cake, do you uh, think? I think it's the one that I eat the most. So, I mean, there are other things like Victoria sponges are pretty great. Um, that's a cake, though. Yeah, but that's still a sweet yeah. to me. Yeah. Granted, but you can't eat many. I feel Victoria like it's sponges. all encompassed in one big pudding category for you guys. Yeah. So I just lump that everything that's got sweet well, or dipped in chocolate. We've, I think we've been through this before on the podcast, but the Jaffa cakes, uh, they had to prove themselves in the court of law that they were a cake and not a biscuit because they were falling under different taxes. You guys call biscuits things differently no, 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 than what was, we call biscuits. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. So for us, biscuits, so what would you call a biscuit that we A call? biscuit is like, what well, we have biscuits in No, gravy. I know, but what would you call what we call a biscuit? A cookie. A cookie, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So those in England they called biscuit. Yeah. Jaffa cake was called a cake and they had they had to yeah, they were fighting a tax evasion thing. Oh. And they had to prove that they were actually a cake and not you a biscuit. You tax cakes differently than yep. you tax biscuits? Yep. Wow. So in order to prove that <laughs> I did not know they that. were the ones who came up with the definition of what the different and we had this in one of our first conversations, uh-huh. I think, with your friend Sahara. What well, the difference right. between a cake and a biscuit was. And the difference that they ascertained and is now legally binding <laughs> is that a biscuit, when it goes off, gets soft. A cake, when it goes off, gets hard. Interesting. And that was how they proved the Jaffa cake was a cake. And they also had to make a uh, Jaffa cake the size of an actual cake, which was always my dream. I know. I, and I just wanted I to be still have big plans to like Jaffa surprise cake. you on a birthday or a big event or something with an actual Jaffa cake. I would throw up after one slice. I know. But it would be, one, it would be worth it. Yeah. Um, so we're taking over from LA this week from England. Going to be reporting stuff. We were going to have a friend Dan Housen who was on a couple of weeks ago on a podcast, uh, but sadly I was feeling a bit ill, and he's got a baby and another baby on the way, and I didn't want to infect him. Surrounded by babies. Yep. So, but he should be on in a few more weeks. We're going to have another one with him and Jamie, I think, before I leave the UK. Um, so if you enjoyed their dulcet tones and a fully <laughs> British yeah. podcast, all around British, come back for that one. Um, what are we talking about then today? <laughs> We've got a lot to talk about. It's been Gamescom. It's just yeah. happened. The biggest, I mean, in physicality, the biggest um, games conference in the entire world. Um, we're going to talk some movie news. Because not not too much movie news. Mostly game stuff this week. Um, just to warn people. Uh, but some cool releases oh, as well. Well, you can get out now if you want tale. to. If you're not interested in games, you can get out right now. First of all, let's talk about what we've been doing this week. 
Katie Watson. Oh boy. So we're going to talk a little bit about No Man's Sky. Now, No Man's Sky, everyone's been talking about it. We talked about it. Uh, last podcast I did, which was two weeks ago, it was coming out that day, so I hadn't got to play it. Um, first impressions obviously immediately came in or around the internet. Last week, the LA crew had a bit of their say, mostly Alex um, said what he was feeling about the game. So if you want to hear other opinions, go back, listen to episode 53 I should say, sorry, weird, this is episode 54. <laughs> uh, and you can hear his, his opinions. He also has a guest, I think, who's coming on soon, who wrote in last week with some of his opinions on the game, which I want to refute. Oh. <laughs> he had some How pretty... many people actually write in, though? Maybe you should not well, he's, uh... jump on people who actually are yeah, actively involved in your uh, No, podcast. tough shit, tough shit. You open yourself <laughs> up for criticism. I'm going to jump on it. Um, but I was yeah, about bef- to say, you guys should write in too. And I was like, never mind. <laughs> Depending on how episode 58 goes when Al Reams, the guy who actually wrote in. Hey, you like honesty. This is the right podcast. Um, but before we talk about Nine Months Guy, let's talk about some of the other things very quickly. I've been doing this week. I've mostly been revisiting films because I've been here at home. Yeah. I'm watching some stuff for reference for my movie that mm-hmm. I'm making and also showing some stuff to my mom. And then we've been watching some stuff that we've kind yeah. of missed out on. Well, last week we we finally sat down in our embarrassment and wrote out the films that we always say that we've seen when someone brings it up. You know, they reference it or quote a line from it or something. And it's that inevitable movie that for some reason you never got around to sitting down and watching. But everyone else has supposedly seen it. And you always pretend that you have. So you always pretend <laughs> that you have and you just nod and smile and say, yeah. oh, yeah, totally. We have One of my favorite movies. Embarrassing and, list. Yeah. So we wrote out our embarrassment in a list form. Should we admit a couple of them now? Sure. I mean, I've, I was never one that wouldn't say that i hadn't seen it if somebody outrightly asked me oh i, I would i would but i would pretend i had to move on very quickly no but i would always do the smile and nodding thing if somebody was like oh it's just like that one i was like oh yeah and then i would quickly change so topic. big big one for me and i think for you as well was 2001 yeah space odyssey i've studied yeah. scenes in it in film school i've seen the opening many times um i've never seen the whole movie in its entirety mm-hmm. so that's what we're gonna do in yeah. the next couple of weeks but we've got a lot on right now so we might have to wait because yeah. yeah, most of these films are epics right yeah they're like the pretty lengthy two to three ones. plus hour ones right they're not small endeavor i've sit never down seen... and bang three out in one night films no. they're like sit down and watch mm-hmm. one and then digest it for an hour they're ordeals <laughs> yeah um, i've never seen casablanca I again i've seen bits of it um and we just watched that documentary on ingrid bergman so i feel like yeah you get to kind of come at it with a very interesting viewpoint yeah so that was something i want to let's segue straight to that and that was one of the things that we did this week that i want to heartily recommend there's a documentary mm-hmm. right now called ingrid bergman in her own words right um which is on a uh it's actually just come out on criterion dvd and blu-ray in america so you can buy it right now if you want to mm-hmm. but it's also on cinemas um, I think it's on the cinemas right now in America. It may have already been on. It might have been like indie cinemas or something. Oh, yeah. It's definitely art, art house cinemas. Um, in the UK, it just came out in art house cinemas. So you can check it out, picture houses and BFI and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we just happened to cross it. You're you know, a fan of a lot of these old yeah, like, I, actors. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of classics in the same way that you, know, you went to film school and you saw the more life-changing epics I grew up sitting in my grandma's house in sweatpants and eating grilled cheese and watching old movies with her and that's how her and I's relationship budded when I was young so I'm more familiar with classic actors than you are yeah um, I did and not. she's always just been a striking one for me I didn't really know much about her but I've seen obviously her biggest hits and 
Um, but I learned so much from that documentary about her and yeah, I genuinely I went in because I don't really watch many old films, I and I know who Ingrid Bergman is, but I've like I've never even seen Casablanca. You had so. that indulgent boyfriend face on. When I no, I just I, it made it. me it made me happy. You want to see something, yeah. so I want to check it out, and I'm interested. And you yeah. show me a bunch of old films. I've really loved some of them. I really love some mm-hmm. of them. Some it's been like okay, that's fine, but yeah. they're antiquated, obviously. Um, I didn't. I, I I find biography documentaries really tedious. Uh, generally. Right. This was one of the... I really want to see it again. Like, it just left a flavor in my mouth. As a filmmaker, definitely, it it's more exciting, I think, if you're involved in the film world in some way. Um, but it's so honest. And pretty much the whole thing... There's a couple of interviews in there from some of the children. I didn't know Isabella Rossellini was one of the children. I did not. Um, I didn't... Yeah, you get a little bit from Sigourney Weaver at the end. Yeah. But most of it's just done directly from her diaries. And this lady, Ingrid Bergman like kept photos videos yeah. or film um diaries you know she wrote out so many letters and she kept it all so there's an incredible wealth of documentation of her life and you have uh alicia vikando mm-hmm. doing the, the voiceover yeah. um who's basically reading her pieces and it sounds like it'd be really dull and arty it's got like it's got a score by michael nyman who did the piano yeah um but it's it's really good it's really fascinating and depressing and honest and you kind of get a a brutal look at a uh, celebrity, um, right. and particularly in the golden age celebrity, and and even how back then how Hollywood treated m- those people. Yeah, and then just someone's life and their integration of passion with family, which is fascinating. And yeah, and yeah, it's not glorified at all. No, very honest. I highly recommend it. I would as well. Uh, I've also we revisited the two cheapest creepers movies. Yeah, I'm, we did. I'm That's finally fun. No, doing my Justin slasher Long. film. <laughs> yeah, I'm finally finishing my top twenty five slasher films of all time list. Um, we, I really enjoy these films. I mean, they're great. Yeah, they're great. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk more about those on a different podcast. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Hyper Light Drifter, which came out last week. I think you saw me playing a little bit. I did, but I wasn't honestly really paying attention. It's a cool little game. It's really pretty. It's like a old Zelda-ish sort of game. Um, the, uh, it's got this. Uh, it's it's that kind of thing where it's not eight bit. It's not sixteen bit. It's that modern kind of version of retro. Mm-hmm. Music's really cool. Uh, visually, it's beautiful. Plays great. It really does. I get a little bit bored after a while in these games. Um, I need you know a, a, a lot of them have a kind of intoxicating atmosphere but it's quite dark uh, what i liked about a link to the past and the old zelda's was it felt quite positive and it felt beautiful and mm. you know where a lot of these ones are more moody and dystopian kind of thing which I, I enjoy but only for a certain amount of time right so i don't know if i'll get through it but very really good game and then there was no man's sky yeah so should we talk about definitely it definitely is a no man's sky so i've put in not a huge amount of time i've put in maybe eight to ten hours mm-hmm. uh you just started playing a couple of days ago i did but you did a good long stint you did a good four hours or yeah. something that day it's between like three and four hours when you talk about someone because you, you play video games not loads but you play some you know proper yeah. like hardy proper video games sounds bad proper video but you games. play some i play some terrible video games as well yeah <laughs> uh, i just play uh, the games i like it's and it's kind of a mixed bag of i'll just start one i'm like nope don't like it and i'll you know i can easily just walk away from things but yeah. i also if i'm into something and i have about 60 percent interest then that means i'm gonna finish it i have a very completionist attitude about things that i can 
um, not necessarily like that I can force myself to sit through, but that I have just enough interest and or a lot of interest in seeing it through. And you so. play some meaty narrative games. It's what yeah. I kind of meant. You play some genuinely hard games. Um, you know, you played Uncharted 2, 3, 4. You yeah. played Rise of Tomb Raider and Tomb they Raider. They all have good played... stories, though. They all, like, keep you interested. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, the play is fun and characters are involved. And But you've never really done what I would call a game like this, you know, which is more management of your... Um, inventory and right. survival and I'm yeah like i wasn't you even have recently because i've been kind of looking for my new game that i want to dump all my time into that i should be doing something else and you had brought up you know playing fallout and to me fallout is maybe too much of a game for me because i do i like to keep my inventory systems like pretty simple and streamlined i don't like to have to like create a whole world i don't have to you know, go into sub menu systems and then menus for everything that I have on me. And, um, you know, cause like in fallout, you've got, you know, I'm assuming a lot of this too, because I haven't actually played, I played shelter, which was really fun for me because that was just enough inventory that I could manage it. And I, but I do tend to hit some of those games where I like to have a story. I like to have an end and a conclusion like shelter for me only got boring to the point where I was like, yeah, I've gotten to a happy place where I can keep everyone alive. I've, you know, built this community. Everyone has a job. Everyone's happy, blah, blah, blah. What is the point of life? <laughs> and then I got depressed with it all and just let everyone die. So I feel like that's what I would do with Fallout as well. But the thing um, is with Fallout, I mean... You, it, yeah, you mentioned that I don't have to build... No, but that's what I was going to say. That's why I'm interested. That's why I'm interested what you're going to say about No yeah. Sky. Because with Fallout... Yeah, the inventory is kind of daunting, but it doesn't have to be. You don't have to dabble with it that much. Mm -hmm. There's an element of it you do have to, but you can kind of just go out and do your thing yeah. if you want. You can just pick up a sword and fight with that the whole time. Right. Um, you have to manage a few bits and bobs, but No Man's Sky centers all around compulsory inventory management. Inventory, right. sorry, no inventory. I know, I was <laughs> going to say, I like management. the way you keep saying inventory. It's, uh, oh, it's too hot. It's too hot today. <laughs> My brain's melting. Um, yeah, so for me, it was it was, uh, it was like a litmus test for you. I'm very fascinated with your overall thoughts on it because it is a jump off the deep end, as right. far as I'm concerned. It's not. It was, it was sold as you know an exploratory title of right. here's your universe, go explore, have not you know, have fun, but also, you know, they they never once said it was going to be as deep and as survival based right. as it is. Um, and we'll get into that how it like presents some problems in my mm -hmm. opinion. Um. No spoilers because we haven't got far enough to give any spoilers yeah. in terms of story. We're kind of going off to be in path a little bit. But Katie, yes. how do you feel? How did you feel jumping into this game? How daunting was it for you? What did you like? What didn't you like? Um, it's a very dense question. I overall, I enjoyed it. I liked it kind of having a like. I I don't know that I would have enjoyed it as much if I had been in a room on my own playing it. I think I might have gotten frustrated at some points or um, I think I, I went about it in a different way than you should be entering into it, which is kind of how you like or were envisioning it as a game and that you wanted it to just be like you alone in a universe and you got to like create and destroy or not destroy, but you got to um, explore a lot and you can just have this kind of solitary, calming environment etc out in space which is great but at the same time it's kind of that with just enough annoyance mixed into it that i 
I don't know how much time I would want to invest in it because again, kind of the same as what I was about, what I was talking about with the fallout shelter is it's so vast that I almost get defeated with it all in that, you know, not to be ironic with it, but it's like you wonder what the point of your life in that world is. You know, you just feel almost overwhelmed with the immensity of the environment. Um, I didn't, the creatures are really interesting that you come across. They're very creative and fun, but they don't interact with you. You don't really interact with them. Um, the only thing that you're doing is you're wandering around and you're, you're kind of just harvesting things to keep, to sustain yourself that you can trade later at different trading posts, but you're, you're harvesting everything in the same way. Um, and things just seem to be randomly strewn about the world, like every planet. And it just, I don't know. I honestly wasn't that interested in the planets. And I know that every planet is different and you can name things. And it's like, but that interest for me only goes so far. And I'm not the one who's like, Oh, I want to rename every single planet or every animal or every plant that I come across that I would, that I've discovered in the entire universe. So well, I think thing. that that might be a little bit lost on. But me. that's the thing, isn't it? Like that, don't, that only, this is my problem with it. Like I'm, I'm, I love all that stuff. I love the idea of finding these places, naming yeah. them, but it only means something if it means something right. and it doesn't mean anything that I can tell yet. Um, and my biggest problem with it is, yeah, it's kind of what you're touching on in terms of, I want to either feel completely alone mm-hmm. and exploring and fair enough if, you know, they can't network in all my friends and get all the servers to work like that sure. and have people bouncing around and we've, you know, kind of illuminated, no, this isn't a multiplayer game. You can't meet up with your friends. But the whole point is you're meant to share names of stuff. You're meant yeah. to come across their planets that they've been to. Um, and the name, you know, like, yeah, uh, evidence basically that the universe is shared, even if you can't actually see the other people. At right. But I, I'm not seeing any evidence of that. And it's so enormous. I'm not convinced they're not lying. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm not convinced. And I'm sure some people out there, if I look for it, have already found other people's stuff. Sure. But when you open the game, you, you're zooming through the universe and it's very cool and it's very evocative. And you see names of different planets like mm-hmm. pulled by. And I don't know if I believe it. Like, it feels like, no, and that's just, before they drop you off, so I was like, no, I think that's just a random thing. And it's just showing you here are some names that you're sure are in their system, mm-hmm. but they're not placed where they actually are in correlation to each other. Um, and I'm not, on, and my problem is, is like, I would be fine, yeah, if I was on my own and I couldn't connect to anyone else, because at least I feel like I'm exploring on my own. Right. But you don't, because every single planet you go to, that I've gone to anyway, has settlements on it, has beacons on it, has rescue pods on it, has little fucking police robots that come yeah, and scan you and beat you up for sentinels. doing anything, basically. Yeah. And you can find figure your way around them and stuff, but I never feel alone then. I never feel like I'm exploring and you're meant to feel. That's, that was how this game was sold to me, was you would mm-hmm. feel like an explorer. But then on the flip side of that, I would be fine with that integration of fair enough you need something to do on every planet for the majority of people mm-hmm. to have fun and to feel like there's a process and things going on i'll be fine with that but for me to be fine with that i want to then see my friends flying overhead i want to then be able to like schedule something and like warp drive you know build up my ships so i can warp drive to their system and mm-hmm. check out their planets with them and explore with them and i feel it's stuck between these two things that it wants to be and it's not doing either the way that personally I'm interested in. And from a lot of complaints I've, I've read and listened to, you know, the last couple of weeks, 
I feel the same for a lot of people. And I think the conflict comes in knowing so much about this game. The conflict comes in knowing, as we were talking about earlier, this game's made by like 14 people or something like that. Mm -hmm. Really lovely people as well. Like you'd see them on their interviews, you see them on Twitter. They're so lovely. And they've never done anything like this before. It's, It's a phenomenal feat for them to do what they've done and for it to work and all these animals to feel right even though they're also different yeah and the planets to feel right even though they're different um but the problem is is you have to look at it for what it is and what they made was an indie game that has an incredible like sense of art design a mood and an algorithm behind it that's incredible like to create the universe but it it, but what they've given us is essentially a triple a title but that's not really doing anything. So it's kind of, you're stuck between, what well, do I judge it as the indie thing that it is? Because I know the team that made it. Mm-hmm. Or do I judge it as what it's definitely presented as? And I feel you have to judge it as what it's presented as. Yeah, and it's you presented, can only go off of what they've given you. Exactly. Um, and it's presented as something that for me, is, it's not working yet. Like it's not there. And I actually enjoyed it more watching you play it, weirdly, because you were playing it. Like, I give you a few bits of information yeah. to help you out. Well, without those little bits though, I would have... I wouldn't have enjoyed it, I think, as much, nor done as well. I immediately dropped in and started shooting Sentinels, which was not no, what you're supposed idea. to do. Don't do that. Well, but everyone does it, I think, to begin with. And you go, oh, I have a mining gun yeah. and I shouldn't do that anyway. And right. I think I think it's got great. My mom really, you know, likes exploring nature and likes the messages that it kind of pr- promotes. Which well, She just likes going to the space stations and feeling like she's in <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> um, but no, I, I like, there's so much to love about it. And I'm going to keep returning to it. And they're updating constantly. But... They're now talking about bringing in, you know, they're going to bring in colonies so you can build your own colonization. But again, that only means something if you can then have your friends over yeah. to check it out right. or at least someone strangers over something right. and build that dynamic with other players. Otherwise, it's like, cool, I've got my little hut. No one's ever going to see it. It's like, well, yeah. if you have Minecraft and you could build yourself, but no one could ever come right. in and see and it again, or interact with it. That to me would be attractive if I was the only one there. Mm-hmm. If I didn't see ships flying over, if I didn't see aliens on every planet that I got on, if it was just me and I felt like this little world, that would be amazing to me. But like you were saying before, they've run a middle of that path that makes it hard to love it when all you want to do is like, be like, "Eh, it's fun. It's beautiful. But it's like, yeah, it's sort of, it's like, and it breaks my heart. Yeah. Because I really want to love it. You've been looking forward to this game for years and years. And And yeah, it was just, you know, it, I think it said so much that you played it, I think, what, the first day or something? And then you went straight back to another game that yeah. you were more invested in. And it's like, that's yeah, yeah. not day a good sign. Day one of the game you've been looking forward to for years. And right. you go back to a different game, it's yeah. not, yeah. not great. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, well, no, did I say? No, sorry. Like I think they said last week on the LA podcast. Like, yeah, I, I'm interested where this game will be in a year's time. Yeah. But whether it will still have the steam to keep going then, I don't know. Yeah. Like we'll have to wait and see. The only thing I did want to say is, yeah, the guy who wrote in uh, to Alex last week, and not to speak shit about people I don't know, he seems like a lovely guy and he's hopefully coming on our podcast. Um, but he was saying how he thought they were, like he wanted cities and stuff on the on the planets and more, you know, and he, he actually said that he thought they were lazy for not putting this stuff in. Ooh. And I just want to say that's crazy talk. Like these guys, 
the uh, how hard these people work to make right. these games. There's nothing lazy about that. Insane. No, I, I, I very confidently with no hyperbole say video game creators work harder than any other creative medium. Like any other creative medium. They don't see their families. They don't see their babies that are born. Mm-hmm. They're working every night, seven days a week until really late in the night. And to make a game like this, that's a problem. You play a game like this and that's what I mean. You feel like hundreds of people, thousands of people made this game. Right. And then, yeah, you could be all right. Well, they kind of cut corners. But when you know it's made by such a tiny little team of just devoted, passionate people, Seriously. no, this is yeah. like astounding what they made. But it's not an astounding game, in my opinion. I just wanted to like have an animal, like a Chewy, that I could train and put a vest on, and he could well, be my co-pilot. Or so something. you did say you can't um, interact <coughs> with the animals. Apparently, you can feed them or something. You can feed them. You can get them to fall in love with you and follow you around. I think you can't. You don't get them. to take them. <laughs> Which some people have been like, no. can I ride them? Nope. There's that um, one awesome like elk, moose, antelope thing. But I'm sure they're going to build them. on it. I'm sure they're going to build on it. And I'm, I think they're hoping for a life like Minecraft. Because Minecraft took seven years or longer before it was actually even released, you know. Right. Uh, but by that point, Notch had already made millions, if not billions of dollars. I also um, wanted to be able to get out of my ship out in space. Yeah. Like, I just want to, like, be, like, float out. But that's the problem, isn't it? Because it's so open. It's a game. It's like when they first gave us Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> when they first gave us Grand Theft Auto in 3D. And that you could do all these things. And you could go bowling. And you could eat. And you get fatter. And you could cycle. And you get thinner. And you could wear different clothes. Mm-hmm. And get tattoos and haircuts. And play tennis. And then we're like, yeah, but can I, why can't I do this? Why can't I fly that plane over there? Like, why can't I do this one thing that I wanted to do? I know. It's like, but to me, everything. like, if somebody gave me that game, like, if that, if that was me... In, rea- in a weird reality, if I was out in a spaceship on my own in this world, etc., like that would be something that I would immediately look for. Like Getting that's some- spaceship. Well, to me, honestly, that's like my biggest fear. So if I'm like, if I want to realize my biggest fear, I definitely want to do it in a video game medium as yep. opposed to in real life because I'm never obviously going to do that in real life. You should life. play Adrift. I did, and it scared the <laughs> shit out of me. But that's what I want. Like, I want that sort of just silence all around you, and that just like seeing the ice start to creep across the front of your mask, mm. and you just hear the nothingness of the universe. And to me, I was like, that's what I would crave. And I know, obviously, that that's a very different game from the one that they've given me, but I don't know. This one just, it wasn't yep. really, when I think of space. This isn't really what well, I thought. Here's of. the honest thing with this game. Like you'll you'll start it if you're doing what it's telling you to do. It'll take you a couple of hours. You'll do the beginning bit. Mm-hmm. You'll soup everything up. You'll get off the first planet. Right. If you don't enjoy the cycle of stuff you've done there, you're not going to enjoy the game. Right. Because that's everything. That's what the whole game is. And sure, yeah. it gets easier and you get more carrots dangled and you gradually learn. Oh, here's some more rules and here's some more logic of. I liked the you know like stuff. the obelisks and things that are there, and then you learn different words and alien language and stuff. But the aliens weren't that exciting. They're not doing anything. They don't. They and the just fact sit that there and like, brah, one, brah, brah, brah. Like, there's you always don't... one at every little hut thing yeah. just sitting there. You never feel threatened by them. You never feel like friendly towards any of them. Yeah. You just feel, you don't really feel like the choices that they give you, the multiple choice, you don't feel like there will be real repercussions for those actions. You're like, yeah, okay, you give him the gun and he gives you an upgrade on your gun. Great. But it, I don't feel like if you had shot him or no. if you had like withheld something that it would have been really that matters. vastly yeah. different like you would have gotten that gun upgrade it, yeah maybe it will by the time we get it. to the ending um maybe. but yeah for me it really comes out to you get to a space station and there are all these you know uh, spaceships flying in and they're mm-hmm. beautiful and they look really cool and it feels awesome 
and no one ever gets out of the spaceship and you walk through into the corridors yeah. into the main bits there's no one around other than the people who are always like the one person in each room or whatever who's always there to yeah. sell stuff or talk to you or whatever but there's no just people walking in and out and milling around right. and it feels like it's meant to be a massively multiplayer online game mm-hmm. there was a thing i think a week or so ago where someone found one of the european releases of the box art there was a sticker mm. and when you pulled away the sticker underneath it it actually said like online play like it was meant oh. to be because for a long time it seemed like this was meant to be online play and it feels like at the last second they had to pull it something wasn't working they yeah. couldn't get it done in time and they pulled it so i'm really hoping you know within a year's time they'll figure that out and there'll be a huge patch and yeah. it'll be hey now guess what you can play with your friends it'll be and like meet minecraft up. in space yeah and that'll be awesome Which i'll come back great then. i would do that all right let's move on let's okay. start the podcast like we do every single week with some news it's Nate's Blowdown. Katie, do you want to lead us with the movie news? Oh, I'm doing movie news. Yeah, I don't remember news. which part Nate usually does. Sorry, Nate. Don't yell at me. It's because no one listens when Nate talks, so just tune out. Should I do Nate's stupid voices? If you do that, I will physically throw things at you. Like what? Well, it's a laptop. Will it be Jaffa Cakes? My microphone? No, I will not be, it will not be tasty. Fine. Um, in movie news, we have um, recently, in the following years of rumors and leaks of info, Vin Diesel... Revealed during a Facebook live stream with Screen Rant that Guardians of the Galaxy will be in Avengers Infinity War. He continued by saying it was incredibly exciting and, quote, surreal. I feel like he'd be like, surreal. Is that how he talks? I don't know. (laughs) Just a lot deeper than my normal voice. Um, Avengers Infinity War comes out May 4th, 2018, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 will be out on May 5th, 2017. Civil War and Infinity War directors Joe and Anthony Russo have recently said that Infinity War marks a new beginning for the MCU. So yeah, like we, we I mean, ever since Guardians was announced, we knew they were probably going to be in future adventure films. Yeah. And gradually more and more stuff gets leaked. Well, this they're just, just trying more. to smash everybody together anyway. So but that, so yeah, Joe and Anthony made a big point of saying, you know, they're being very delicate. It's not just bringing everyone together. It yeah. is finding a new era and i think there's going to be a big cleaning the slate moment i think we'll definitely get some big heroes will die and other ones will just retire or whatever and yeah we'll have to get the you know, new ones take over go along you some will have babies and they gotta go home yeah you gotta quit the band yeah. you got too many babies yeah got a mortgage i man has got like, you must have a lot of mortgages going yep. on genetic balding genetic balding <laughs> is that a superpower <laughs> no i'm saying it's the opposite of a superpower they're like uh <laughs> You know, diabetes is a big deal. You can't fit in that suit anymore. Oh, real life problems. I know. Um, exciting though. I'm, I'm actually still weirdly more excited for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 than yeah. even seeing the Guardians in an Avengers film right now. I know. I'm the same. I don't know why. But I know. Well, it's because Chris it's James Pratt. Gunn. Yeah, it's well, Chris no, but Chris, but, but Chris Pratt, you know, in the scene with the rest of the Avengers. I know. Incredible. Yeah. But James Gunn, what he did with Guardians 1, I'm more interested at the moment seeing what he's doing with Guardians 2. Than what the directors of Civil War and Winter right. Soldier, which I love both of those movies, but yeah. they're no Guardians. It's true. Um, number two. A full. Oh, I have to do the numbers. No, I'm doing the numbers. Oh, right. you are. Number okay. two. <laughs> a full-length animated Godzilla movie is currently in development at Toho. The Japanese creator said it will be released in 2017. That's next year. If you're listening Good to job. this this year, that's <laughs> if you listen to this in 2017, it's happened right now. Go it's and watch true. the movie. Why are you not watching Godzilla animated? Um, and why are you listening to podcasts from a year ago? Get a life. Yeah, don't do geez, that. Don't be man. that guy. Well, girl. maybe we've just gotten so popular. 
that everyone's like <laughs> I, I need it's a, a cult following <laughs> i need to hear the news from a year ago um now i'm gonna butcher a lot of japanese names are you excited you should be it's being written by jen urobuchi yeah who did psychopaths the movie and it's directed by koban shizuno of detective conan and hiroyuki shishida netflix's knights of sidonia Shizuno had this to say, quote, we're aiming to make a big scale animation entertainment that people who love Godzilla and people who know nothing about him can both enjoy, unquote. P.S. Is Godzilla officially a man, boy, Oh, interesting. Male? Um, what yeah, if it's like well, he has, mother he has bear syndrome? You definitely have Godzilla and son at one point, but that doesn't oh, obviously mean that it's a man. man. Interesting. While Godzilla has been adapted to anime numerous times, this will be the first time it's been turned into an animated feature film. How do you I like feel how about this? Only Japan could say, uh, we're going to make a big scale animation entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you really, will I'm be really entertained. Excited. I'm really excited. Yeah. I, I love this weird. So you got a Spider Man animated feature length movie coming to cinemas as well right. next year, which is weird. And I'm really excited about these animated movies because. As long as they're a little bit. If you don't have an idea, just take another film <laughs> and draw it. <laughs> but I love, I love animation, and I love I Godzilla and so much. Some are great. Godzilla so much. I'm fascinated to see how they do this. I don't. I haven't seen. I've seen some Psychopaths. I didn't love it. It wasn't the worst. Detective Conan is, you know, is a classic. But I what are wouldn't. the styles between those films? Because I haven't watched any of those. Shows. Yeah, that's what's worrying me. Which I is- haven't seen Knights of Sidonia yet either. Netflix one. I'm I'm a little bit worried. None of these are the pedigree of people that I'm most excited about. Right. If it was like, you know, uh, Shinjiro Watanabe or whatever, the samurai oh, champloo yeah. guy or, you know, cowboy bebop guy doing Godzilla, that would, that would be exciting. He stole my heart. Or, or to get even, you know, uh, a normal live action director working with a great animation production company to do yeah. it would be cool, maybe. So it's a little less, because I love animation, anime style animation, but anime style narrative isn't always great. That's very true. So... Yeah, I don't know who's writing this. Oh, also we do. Psychopath guy wrote it. Hmm. 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 We'll see. Number three. Marvel had previously developed its comic series Runaways as a movie, but now comes word from Deadline that Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage will executively produce and showrun a TV series adaptation for Hulu. Originally created by Brian K. Vaughn and Adrian Alfona. Alfona? Alfona? Alfona, I think. Alfona? The series centers on a bunch of superpowered teenagers who learn their parents are part of a criminal organization and decide to run away together. Run away! Shorts created the OC and co-created Chuck, and Savage has been a producing partner with him for many series. Stephanie Savage, what a name. That's a good name. What a name. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I used to be a big fan of this comic book. Right. It was really cool. It had yeah, a really you, cool style. I remember you mentioning this one. Uh, Brian K. Vaughan's the guy who did Why the Last Man. Um, and I think he did Saga as well. I love me some Saga. Adrian Alfona did some great artwork. Um, yeah, this, this is a real, this is a no-brainer. I yeah. don't understand why it's with Hulu. This seems to me like it's, well, it's got a lighter touch for sure, but I feel you could do a lighter touch Netflix series with this. But yeah. um, have you seen any Hulu series? I haven't seen any Hulu original series, I don't think. When is this? Do you have any idea of when of this is supposed to be happening? No, it's in development, so you know it could all fall I'm apart. I'm curious still, if, if, yeah, at some point, Netflix sees that it, oh, this is kind of cool and buys it off of them. 
Yeah. Or I don't something. Think, no. I don't know how contracts and stuff would work. I don't know. It's it, just kind of weird by this point because Marvel have, you got the ABC stuff with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. You had Agent Carter, but that's now finished. Yeah. You got this demolition cleanup lot, which no one's mentioned in a while. I can't remember which company that's with, which are the crew that come after the Avengers to tidy up all the mess. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> which I sounded great. But then you got the Netflix lot and now you got a Hulu lot and it's kind of, let's not split it it's again. It's too many Marvel. things. Like, and Amazon wanna... keeps trying to throw their shit in there and it's just like, come on, Because Marvel Marvel works so hard to get the movies on one level where everything's yeah. in the same universe. I don't want all their TV stuff to get too split. Net- Marvel has a lot of stuff on Netflix, like their old Batman stuff. and their... That's DC. Oops. Hang your head in shame. You can get out right I'm now. I'm hanging it. <laughs> So more movie news. That's the problem though with um with Runaways because Runaways tie in quite a lot with the X Men, um so I don't know where those lie because X Men obviously is with Fox. Oh. Anyway, I don't know. Complicated world, but I, I, it could be cool. Number four. <laughs> Legendary Pictures live action Detective Pikachu movie Pikachu. is currently in negotiations with Nicole Nicole Perlman and Alex Hirsch as its writers. Hirsch previously created Gravity Falls, and Nicole Perlman is known for her work on Guardians of the Galaxy. Production is slated for 2017. Are you excited? I to am see actually. Pika in a little detective cap. I heard a some, Sherlock Holmes cap. I heard someone get upset because they thought like they heard live action Pikachu, and they presumed it would be a light like you know like a puppet, right? Where it's obviously it's going to be like Ted kind of thing you yeah. know the cgi pikachu in a live of action world. but it would be but that could be excited that was like a muppet style live action pikachu movie would be even better that would be pretty fun um, no this is probably going to be garbage but oh yeah i really like gravity falls what i've seen um i love guns of galaxy but to be fair nicole perlman how much she did in that i don't really know james gunn wrote it she kind of refined it a bit i think yeah but those are pedigree people it could be great could be could be it's Shit. got pikachu in it it's true. They're talking about a Pokemon Go movie as well, which I don't oh really understand. God, how yeah, would that work? How that would work. It'd be like a found footage movie oh just from God. people's phones. Maybe they're hacking everyone's phones right now. Oh. And they're just patching in, getting footage don't for the movie. Hate it. All right. That's the end of the movie news. That's it. That's all you get, suckers. <laughs> now we've got some games news from GamesCon. Are you ready? I'm ready. We've got nine pieces here. Oh, one of them you're going to want to look up because it's quite funny. And I've thrown in one here that isn't games news. It's kind of tech news, but I thought it was interesting. I'm going to whiz through these. Number one, Metal Gear Survive. Your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> At Gamescom last week, uh, Konami, or I've written down Konaji, <laughs> announced their first post-Kojima Metal Gear game and is a co-op survival game set directly after Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes that sees the members of Military Sans Frontiers not killed off in the finale, sucked through wormholes to fight off biological zombie enemies and at least one Metal Gear. Just how much pot was involved to come up with that premise for a game? Konami has stated in an interview with Eurogamer that the title will not be full price. The company spoke to IGN saying that we... Uh, sorry, saying that. Metal Gear Survive was, quote, a new addition to the Metal Gear Solid 5 experience. End quote. This... People, people hate the look at this, and I can't blame them after all the trouble Konami has had. They've never come out and vindicated themselves of how they treated Hideo mm-hmm. uh, Kojima, and this, this is just way too soon. It's been under a year, maybe even, since Metal Gear Solid Five came out. It's pretty rough. It's like breaking up with someone, and then it's like you don't even... 
like you just turn around and start dating other people. Yeah. So by the way, you know that nice thing you yeah. gave us? We're gonna and then you like bring them in, dress it up like a your new girlfriend the into the restaurant where your old girlfriend like is a server or a bartender or something, and you're just you're just being yep a jackass. This one will do anything I tell it to do. Yeah, I can even put it through a wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like absolute garbage it'll probably be fun for what it is but it's a bad idea doing this this soon and calling it metal gear in my opinion number two assassin's creed Ezio collection may be coming to ps4 and xbox one according to a korean game rating website it includes assassin's creed 2 brotherhood and revelations the collection came out on ps3 in 2012 uh, news this week also hinted that another remaster was coming with mass effect I don't want to spend too much time talking about these. That's cool. Because is what it is. Remaster's going to keep on coming. Yeah. If you want to play them all games and pay good money for them again, feel free. Uh, is that your foot? Okay. I thought it was a cat at the door. <laughs> I thought Fish was demanding his room back. <laughs> Here we've got some tech news. I thought this is interesting. Uber is going to introduce self-driving cars later this month in Pittsburgh, making it the first company to put driverless cars on the road for public use. According to Bloomberg, the driverless vehicles are modified Volvo XC90 sport utility cars and will be accompanied by human supervisors for now. By the end of the year, Uber plans to have 100 of these specific cars on the road and is looking to partner with other manufacturers. At the beginning, rides in these cars will be free, but they cannot be requested and they will come at random. What? How? <laughs> what? So if you don't want one, it just turns up and it's just... You have to get in it? You just got to get in this little or what if ghost you, car. Or what if you randomly did get one and then someone else stole it from you? Well, they're supervised right now. Oh. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not going to make their own cars. Apparently, they're going to team up with different manufacturers and stuff. So That is so weird. It's really weird. We're entering a strange time. I know. Right now. Um, but it's just trying to them trying to get, their, get, some, get some of that money back. They don't have to pay people then. You just put your cars out. They don't really pay people now. So. No. And they've had to shell out so much in lawsuits. So. Yeah. That's nuts, man. Um, it's poor taxi drivers. Pittsburgh, though. Is that yeah, where this started? Pittsburgh? Or is that they just don't care what happens in Pittsburgh? Let, Maybe. Let the cars Maybe the laws or something are different. Interesting. Uh, number four. During an interview with Engadget at Gamescom, Ad Aaron I feel this sentence is wrong. Let's just go with this. During an interview with Aaron Greenberg, <laughs> Xbox Games marketing head said Microsoft thinks the future is without console generations. He made a point point to say that Xbox Scorpio's launch isn't the start of a new generation. Everything, sorry, quote, everything you have continues forward and it works. End quote. <laughs> he continued by saying Scorpio will be a new entry in, quote, a family of devices, end quote. A lot of slightly contradictory things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the future is without console generations. Uh, Scorpio isn't a new generation. Everything that you have continues forward and it works. I hope so. Yeah. That's kind of your <laughs> job, dude. And it will be the beginning of a new family of devices. It's, it's so fascinating where it's all going. Um, does, yeah, I don't know, man. Saying that there's not going to be any more console generations is upsetting. We're just entering a, a frightening. PC world now where... Ugh. Everything will just be little incremental updates the whole fucking time. Yep. I really enjoy those every eight years. You'd get a new console out. Yeah, it's all exciting. You'd save toy. up your money. It's like you still get Christmas even as an adult. And it was a big jump. You'd have a big jump in something, whether it was graphical prowess or online right. functionality or, you know, whatever. More storage, smaller size, et cetera. Something. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, 
pads. So I'm not, I mean, I'm always for whatever's, you know, the newest cool way for me to play games, great. So I'll definitely get the Scorpio, I think, whatever whatever it is, just because I want to be involved with that conversation. But I don't like this idea of a future with no console no. generations. Well, it could be wrong. It's possible. Microsoft just keep trying to push this stuff and, you know, they try to push online all the time um, and the public said, yeah. nope. And we still sort of have that. <laughs> people like tangible media. Well, not everyone, but some people do. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, Ubisoft's Open Mountain Extreme Sports Game Steep, which was revealed at E3, has now been given a release date for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And that will be December the 2nd, 2016. That's fun. Steep Just was, in time for Christmas. Exactly. Steep was actually created uh, as a byproduct of the development for upcoming title Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, I played some of this at E3. We talked about it on our E3 podcast, so you can hear my opinions if you go back there. Um, I was really excited about it when I saw it, and then I played it. I was like, mm, it's not so great. But I'll definitely get it because it's a breath of fresh air. And The skiing in first person was great. Right. That was really cool. Well, maybe it's just for the people who can't afford that you know, Christmas vacation. Well, we can't this year because we're working, so there'll be no skiing for us this year. So but we'll play ski- Steep instead. Yeah. We'll just buy two copies, sit in different rooms. Right. Great. Drink some drink some alcohol. Eat some cheese fondue. Yay. <laughs> Always the fondue. Christmas solved. Number six, Dark Souls 3 DLC. Ooh. So someone over there from Soft uh, clearly heard that recently I finished Dark Souls 3. Such an accomplishment. I was very happy that Alex last week on the podcast did a little <laughs> section <laughs> congratulating me. That little round of applause. Uh, the official Twitter account for Dark Souls just announced the huge tease that uh, huge news is on the way and it will be announced on the 24th of August, which is the day, well, no, tomorrow from when this goes up. Uh, the season pass that went on sale in February indicated two DLC packs and it's been previously suggested that the first of these would be rolled out this autumn slash fall, depending where you reside. All signs point to this announcement being the first look at what the DLC will be. I really hope it's just that you have to do the whole thing over again, but you get to wear like a princess dress. <laughs> like that princess dress. something ridiculous. Uh, I'm, I'm frustrated. This is, I've got to wait till autumn fall because I'm going to be shooting my movie and I won't have time to do this. I want this right now. I'm ready to keep playing some more Dark Souls, I think Souls, you please. have life that you need to be living. I need to be playing more Dark Souls right now. played a lot of Dark Souls. I'm going to play Bloodborne. You take a break. I played like six hours of Bloodborne. I should dive back into that. Uh, number seven, Fallout 4, uh, the Nuka World trailer was released. Uh, it's the latest piece of DLC. Looks fun. Looks cool. It's big, like, theme park full of yeah, different cool things. Yeah, I like theme park. Uh, I like you get to build different stuff and mod things. Yep. That one I would be interested in because you have, like, I like themes of, I like parks. I like rides. I like shooting <laughs> I like games. Parks. I like parks. I like cotton candy. I, did, I like is... it with this, like apocalyptic feel to it it looks really fun so every few weeks they bring out a new piece of dlc and we all say on the podcast maybe this will be the thing that drags us back into fallout 4 nothing has even though they've brought up a great piece of dlc this is the one i'll definitely go in to check out for sure because it's different and but big enough as well and looks fun yeah and it has a fun theme song that's all i remember from that (laughs) trailer no i don't know enough of it but it has like that like that small world that was it feel to it yeah over and over and over again and then at the end it's like nuka cola that's it uh the ps4 slim so recently xbox slim xbox one slim yeah xbox one s i i unboxed it for you you did 
over scope. Yeah. I appreciate that. So we got one of the two terabyte versions, um, which is now all sold out, all gone. They're not making any more t- two terabytes unless they're in a package Losers, deal. Losers, you didn't get it. <laughs> and they're, they're going to be doing one terabyte at 500 gigabytes. Fresh rumors this week revealed that the unannounced PlayStation 4 Slim went on sale on a UK auction site with photos and also an unboxing video, which was then pulled. The design looks a little smaller. So you can see photos for this if you just go online and Google it. Uh, it's a little bit smaller, nowhere near as much as the Xbox One S was, the Xbox One. But to be fair, the PS4 was smaller to begin with. Um, it has rounded edges instead of the straight lines. Uh, Isn't it funny that it's called Slim and it's got rounded edges? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is quite funny. Uh, it's got a physical eject and power button now rather than the touch ones. Thank God, I can never find that thing. Uh, no news yet on anything outside of the 500 uh uh, 500 gigabytes version no news yet if it supports 4k or ultra hd blu-ray player back or hdr which the xbox one s does um also a new dualshock 4 with a light bar across the top of the touchpad uh is rumored to be released with the ps4 slim and was included in this package sold on the uk auction shortman82 on twitter reported that it looks to be just a slim see-through part on the top uh, sorry on the touchpad which lets light through for more official news on the Slim, the Neo, and the new controller, it looks like we're going to have to wait until September the 7th at Sony's PlayStation meeting in New York. Not that far away. No, so that's when they're going to officially announce the, the Neo, explain what that is. And from the look of this, if someone got a hold of one of these and they sold it on the UK auction site, mm-hmm. looks like these are ready. Looks like these are probably in Amazon right now. And what right. they're going to say on the 7th is you can buy these today. Yeah. Um. I don't like the new look of it. I don't look at it. It doesn't look very cool to me. Rounded edges look kind of more like a toy. Right. Like I, I think the PlayStation 4 is really pretty. Um, I think the Xbox Slim one looks better than the original. Yeah, the Xbox Slim looks really sleek. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Uh, but PlayStation 4, and I actually prefer the original. Now we have two white ones. Looking classy. Looking classy. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited for September 7th to finally find out what's going on. And then it looks like they're just, you know trying to combat microsoft in every way right see how many more teraflops they can fit into that neo they have a new one we need a new one final piece of news are you ready yes this is a good one you're gonna like this one i'm, I'm gonna actually like gonna bring it. it up on google because you're gonna like this one what's gonna happen i oh, know that's ign's official top 25 horror films of all time the xbox <laughs> he's gonna try and talk and type at the same time Okay, what is happening with this? Xbox. Look at that guy's face. <laughs> he looks ridiculous. Xbox Australia has announced oh the Xbox God. Onesie. It's an adult-sized onesie made for Xbox One use. The press release says, "Quote: The limited edition Xbox Onesie has been designed in collaboration with some of the country's biggest film, TV, gaming, and support and sports fans." End quote. It includes custom features such as pockets large enough to hold controllers and phones, an extra large hood to accommodate bulky headsets. Oh my god. Customized gamer tag embroidery. Shut the fuck up. And forearm <laughs> grips. It will be very limited and only available in Australia. Only a select few will be able to look like complete idiots. Fantastic. Look at that. So you can have your name. The first line. I've always wanted to be an astronaut. Yeah. That's what you freaking look like right now you, put your phone you know in there. what else you could do is just 
Get some cargo pants. You put your controller in Just there. buy cargo pants and a hoodie and you're fine. Oh, what is... No. That's how you should play your games. That's ridiculous. You get black one. Oh, I do. Black one's kind of cool. <laughs> the white one, you look ridiculous. The white, the black one's all right. It's a little more subtle. The white one's great. You look like uh, Baymax. Yeah, that's what everyone wants to look like. Oh, I'd love that. Big fat guy. So expect there's no news exactly when he's being released, and there's no, um, no, they're not even saying that they're going to be outside of Australia. Is this you just like dropping hints for what you want for Christmas? <laughs> These are going to be expensive. I feel like you would wear one one time, just like your little BB-8 toy. You it's played with hot. it that's twice. It's too hot. Now he just sits there and collects dust. He's thinking about stuff. He is not. That's the end of the game news. We're doing pretty well for time. Doing well. Uh, where are we at now? What do we do now? We've done the moon news and the game news. Oh, now's time for our weekly midtro outro. Do what? Midtro outro, Katie. Our newest segment in the podcast. Been around for a few weeks. If you listened, you'd know what the hell's going on. It's well, midtro outro time. I don't listen. Thank you. Just like everyone else you right now. You tell me everything that I need to know about it's true. this world. So stats prove that no one listens to the end of the podcast once you start wrapping out because they know who you are. They've got the information they want to get out. So we stick our outro in the mid-tro just to fuck with you. <laughs> so this is where we tell you what's going on, how you can get in contact with us and what we're doing next. Oh my God. Uh, we are a production company run out of LA, run out of Tokyo, run out of London called We Are Tessellate. We Are Tessellate with two S's, two L's, like the old J song. Yeah. Tessellate um we're making movies we're making short films we're making some music videos we do some albums um i've got a new album that's coming out from my band ghost light it's called dive dark we're about to go into the studio to finish that okay. making my first feature film called starfish we have a thing called starfish diaries which used to go up every other week now it goes up when we have news because sometimes there's not enough news really to tell a little bit of about. a lull in there'll be a lot very news. soon yeah like, um, but yeah but you can go on youtube type in we are tessellate find us subscribe to us please it helps us out it'll let us have a proper channel you can then see some videos of our podcast when we get the possibility to do that and we will get better at that i promise uh you can also see the starfish diaries and you can see our short films as well and we'll be making some playlists of stuff we like are really good you should definitely go and check them out even just for that yeah we're gonna get adrian's on here we're gonna get nate's on here alex has a web series he's gonna be shooting shannon has a web series that we shot and it's in post right now we've got a whole bunch of new content coming we have a whole bunch of new uh, podcasts coming. So we've got Friday the 13th one, which I keep talking about. I'm on that one. You are on that one. It's a good one. We uh, It's the beginning of our retrospective series. We're doing Friday the 13th. We're doing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. We're doing Halloween. And then we're going to have people moving into things like Lord of the Rings. Someone wants... We're going to do Twin Peaks. Some crazy person wants to do a James Bond one. Wow. Um, she is crazy. And yeah, then we're going to do some TV ones as well, like Twin Peaks and stuff like that, covered in New Game of Thrones this year. Let us know if there's one that you guys want. Like if there's a series that you're really into and you exactly. want to have some friends on the internet or on a podcast to yell at your radio or your Is there something you want iPhone. us to cover? Um, or you want to help us out and work with us on something, yeah. send us an email. We are tessellate at outlook.com. We are tessellate at outlook.com. These guys um, are really desperate for new friends, so... <sighs> Yeah. very tired <laughs> I don't need more friends right now um yeah, but you guys always love when people like interact yes we like interact that's the whole point yeah that's why we're doing this we do this just because it's we're dumb and we want to <laughs> we want to do this really week. selling yourself we want to be transparent um we're making movies and normally you'd shut yourself away we want to be know. open let people have a two-way conversation um we are also doing a snes podcast when i get back to la in october which is gonna be fun we're gonna do a big show it's the 25th year of the super nes 
or the SNES if you're American or you know Superfan. Today is the 25th birthday of the internet. Really? Today? Freaking crazy. It's that only been crazy. 25 years. Oh, that, that seems too long for me. No. I don't think it's been less that than that. Nuts, for man. sure. I don't remember because I wasn't nuts. around when the SNES was around for my life. That's craziness. Um, we're also doing, yeah, so we're going to do one that celebrates uh, uh, some of our best SNES memories and we're going to pick out our favorite 25 Super NES games, which I'm looking so forward to. adorable. Because it's my favorite console of all time. Are you tearing up right now? A little bit. Mm. Um, next week, however, you're going to get three podcasts from us because we're going to have a regular podcast, the one you listen to right now, Geeks, which will go up on Tuesday, the 30th uh, Pacific time, the evening. Um, that's the exact <laughs> precise time, some point in the evening. In the evening. But the day before that, on Monday the 29th, you're going to get the first of two-part Fright Fest podcasts. Fright Fest! I'll be on that one too! Cicadia and me. Oh my and God, you guys. About 12 so other much people. Me. <laughs> so much me. <laughs> about 12 other people are going to be going to Fright Fest. It's London's biggest cult horror f- uh, film festival. Happens every year. It's been going on for 16 years now. I think we've been going for 14 years. Well, mm. some of us. Yeah, no. Um and we report on every single film we see. They're all new films, so European premieres, worldwide premieres, UK premieres, directors turn up, uh, lots of cool stuff. Um, and we're going to yeah, review them all. We did it last year. We did it a year before, I think. Shida's film is going to be there. Yeah, and uh, my business partner, yeah. Tamro Ishida, has a film that's going to be there called yeah. The Windmill Massacre. It's on closing day. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. Um, if you're going to be at Fright Fest, give me a tweet. Say hello. We are Tessellate on Twitter. Only say hello on Twitter, though. Like, don't actually come up and say hello. Yeah, don't actually. Yeah, you just look at me across the room yeah. and tweet at me. Just give a knowing nod. That would be appreciated. Uh, so we'll have the first part of that podcast up on the Monday. And then the second part will either be the Wednesday or the Thursday. Or um, they could buy you one of those waffle ice cream things you like so Oh, much. I fucking love those waffle ice cream If you bought things. him a waffle ice cream thing. Oh, my God. I can only do one. He would probably leave now. me for you if that's entirely possible. you did that. Um, depends on your ice cream <laughs> choice. This is true. I won't tell you the secret combination. Exactly. Um, yeah, so we'll have on Monday, first of the Fright Fest, Tuesday, regular podcast, Wednesday or Thursday, second of the Fright Fest. So a whole bunch of cool content for you next week. Um, and you can just go onto our website, wearetessellate.com to branch out to everything I just told you about yeah. and every social media, we are Tessellate on all of them. Be our friend. Say hello. Send us abuse. Leave us a star rating on iTunes. Definitely subscribe on iTunes because that's the easiest way. You'll just get this content. You can ignore it if you don't want it. Right. But then at least it's there in your phone. That was a mid outro. Thank you very much for sticking with it. Now we're going to talk about releases, movies, Ooh. games, Blu-rays. Katie, what films hello. are coming to North America and the UK this week? So, as of August 26th, you are going to get, you're so welcome, Mechanic Resurrection with the one and only Jason Statham. It's pretty much the best UK actor. I'm Premise. Letting, I'm letting that one slide. You're welcome. You just should be glad I'm not doing this whole thing in a Jason Statham accent. Arthur Bishop thought he had put his murderous past behind him when his most formidable foe kidnaps the love of his life, Jessica Alba. Now he is forced to travel the globe to complete three impossible assassinations and do what he does best, make them look like accidents. <laughs> I love the trailer to this film. Oh, it's, it's so bad. Amazing. It's not quite as bad as Triple X3. He literally takes a rifle and like hits a guy and throw with it and then slams the end and somehow that makes the gun go off. <laughs> and that's how he shoots a guy in the neck. And that's how that man dies. And it's just... 
Yeah. And he d- he swan dives off of like three things in the trailer alone, topless. It's, it's just weird so. though. Everyone seems to know that this film's coming. No one noticed the mechanic when no. that film came out. No. But somehow the sequel, everyone notices. It's because we just expect Jason Statham to be in this film over and over and over. He's in yeah, like Groundhog Day, but they just call it different things. People seem more things. interested in this one than the original, which is Because it looks ludicrous in well, a great way. pretty ludicrous. Oh, yeah. This is uh, who's the director on this? Uh, this is Dennis Gansell from We Are the Night and the Fourth State. You got Jason Statham, Jessica Alba, and Tommy Lee Jones in this one. Tommy there Lee Jones is. is like this guy who he. Are we I don't explaining know, who Tommy Lee Jones is or his character? No, the character. I, I freaking hope you know who Tommy Lee Jones is. He's this guy. He runs around with Jason Statham in this, and at one point, Jason Statham's like has to protect him, and by protect him, he has to like fake his death. Make it so, look like an accident. So they have to make it look like Tommy Lee Jones is dead. This film looks fucking ridiculous. I think ridiculous. Tommy Lee Jones has an earring in it. It doesn't quite weird. look bad enough for me to want to see it. That's a problem. Triple X3 looks like such a train oh, wreck. Yeah. I want to see We're it. We're totally going to see that one. All right. Next, we've got The Sea of Trees by Gus Van Zant, who, as you should know, it's Goodwill Hunting, Milk, Elephant, Paranoid Park, and Jerry. Is it Jerry or Gary? I haven't seen that Jerry. one. Jerry. Uh, it stars Matthew McConaughey, Naomi Watts, and Kate Asselt. Um, and this premise is very strange because if you watch the trailer this is not the premise that uh, you would think that this was for this film but maybe it's a lot in the trailer that is kind of substandard for the actual premise that was an interesting sentence right we just (laughs) a suicidal American befriends a Japanese man lost in a forest near Mount Fuji and the two search for a way out why does this not have Ken Watanabe in the Oh, sorry. I Stars. just I write down the first three people that IMDb oh, has because well, ink costs money. The Watanabe man is in this one, and he looks great. He does. Um, this it just hasn't had the best reviews, um, but I right. really it looks am beautiful, very interested. Though the mood looks lovely, the music yeah. and the trailer is great. I think Gus Van Sant more often than not makes very interesting, lovely films. Right, so I'm interested. I would watch this. Next after that, we have XOXO. Um, it's directed by Christopher Louis, who you have. In quotes. He did some Death Cab for Cutie music videos. Or oh, something. I was like, he is not in Death Cab. Just so you know. So he's apparently directed some Death Cab videos. Um, star- stars Sarah Highland, Haley Kiyoko, and... Is that an L or an I? E-Lone? No, that's probably an I. Yoni Sky. Sky. Who names these people? Six strangers' lives collide in one frenetic, dream-chasing, hopelessly romantic night. Has a lot of techno music in it, people, just so you know. It's basically like they all go to a rave, um, and it looks very sensory overload. It looks like a another, you know, New Year's Eve or um, what's that other British one you hate me talking about? Love Actually. It's like, you know, oh, really? all of that kismet of like people's lives all intertwined and different, but then they all come together in one moment. Or... Is it sweet and family friendly like that though? Or is no. It more well, it's and... based around a huge rave. Okay. Like, so it's um, like a bad train spotting meets Love Actually. Yeah. That'd be a good one for it. It just looks kind of cutesy, but also like, let's go drop acid and be cute together and probably have unprotected sex. That sounds um, like I would put my... I would Game of Thrones that film. Yeah. Which I like means put my thumbs, thumbs through his eyeballs. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, after that. Spoilers for Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, I hope you're Every beyond. Every character gets their eyeballs. <laughs> Every out. single one. Uh, including the dragons. 
Next, you have Complete Unknown. Director is Joshua Marston from Maria Full of Grace. Stars Rachel Weisz, Michael Shannon, and yeah. Kathy Bates. Good lineup. Shannon. Uh, after, as a man contemplates moving to a new state with his wife for her graduate program, an old flame, a woman who often changes identities, reenters his life at a birthday dinner party. Um, did you see the trailer for this? I did. I've seen it. I've watched it a couple of times because I can't. I don't think I've seen it. Decide. I think you have. Okay. Because it's literally, it starts with Michael Shannon at his wife's, I believe it's his wife's birthday party. And they have like friends over and then someone says, oh, um, this is so-and-so and introduces Rachel Weisz. And then Michael Shannon says um, something to the effect of like, you can see it, tell that he knows who she is and you can tell that she knows who he is, but they don't act like they know each other. Right. He asks her some question because someone mentions at this party, you know, going off the grid, disappearing from your life, et cetera. And he, Michael Shannon says, I know someone who did that. And then he asks Rachel Weisz's character, where, where would you go? And then afterwards, you hear him say, like, where have you been? It's been 15 years, and you just disappeared. And throughout, you have Rachel Weisz kind of saying, I just realized that I could be anyone. I realized my life could be anything I wanted it to do. So you kind of get this feeling that she is this kind of runs through these different people, like these different personalities. And at one point, she's like a doctor. Another point, you see her swimming in an ocean. Like, there's just these multiple lives lived sort of feel to it. And then... You just get the theory, the sense that she's always searching for who she really is, okay. sort of thing. Maybe the ending is, but is, they like still have a love for actually one hundred Rachel Weisses. Oh, maybe. Twist but it has it. that feel it's like of moon. like different hairstyles and Spoil- different spoilers for people. Moon. Oh yeah, sorry, that's a good one. <laughs> Did it look? Are you, are you in? This? It looks pretty. Okay. Um, I'm a huge Rachel Weisz Rachel Weisz fan. When you say your name a lot, it's like. Um, Michael Shannon's great. Got Kathy Bates in it. Had mm-hmm. Donald mm-hmm. Glover in it. Mm-hmm. So does it? Not young Donald Glover. Dan- Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Oh, I don't Older like him. One. Danny Glover. Why? Yeah. I don't like him. Whatever. Lisa Weapon, dude. Racist. Poor guy. Not a good yeah. actor. Don't like him. I like him. After that, you have Don't Breathe. Director Fide Alvarez, who is known from The Evil Dead. The remake. Stars Stephen Lang, Jane Levy, and Dylan Minnette. A group of friends break into the house of a wealthy blind man thinking they'll get away with the perfect heist. They're wrong. <laughs> That's all you need, though. It's a good synopsis. I know, but it's like the trailer is fantastic for this film. I thought it yeah, was, was really good. good. I, I, I watched the trailer for this so much because Jane Levy kind of dropped off a little bit after the Evil Dead yeah. remake. Um, and then... She, she suddenly popped up again. This one was interesting. She's doing another horror film and she mm-hmm. hasn't done anything in a while other than her TV show, Suburgatory. And I thought the trailer looked cool. The blind man thing, I was kind of, well, it looks cool, but I'm hoping there's another layer to this. I'm hoping there's something even more scary, like further down the rabbit hole in this one for yeah, me. Yeah, but he looks like this like crazy person know, who just happens just to be blind. It doesn't scare me that much. I don't know. But, Old people who are all ripped like that freak me out. But I've been yeah, like aware of this movie for months and been kind of, yeah, it looks interesting. I'll definitely see it. I don't know how excited I am. But then, as yeah, so we're putting this together, I realized it's the director of the Evil Dead remake, which, in my opinion, is one of the greatest amazing. horror movies ever made. Oh, amazing. Um, and I don't think he's made anything since Evil Dead remake. So it's interesting. He's he's brought back Jane Levy again to work mm-hmm. with him, and he's working in the same field again, doing another horror film. And he is he has spectacular vision with his horror stuff that he does. Whether, yeah. Whether you you know approve of an Evil Dead remake or not, there's like true gusto in that movie. 
Um, I do not. <laughs> so, so I'm yeah. Now I'm excited for this film. Definitely. Yeah. I'm kind of frustrated because it comes out. Oh, actually, I don't know where it's coming out in the UK. Not sure. Not this weekend though, because no. this is what comes out in the UK this weekend. Oh right. In the UK, you have XOXO. Um, wait, why does it say August twelfth? Yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie. It's a, it's a typo from because it's, it's carried over. So from this is podcast. what comes out this weekend. Yeah, yeah, this weekend. I'm reading the appropriate. Yeah, you're fine. Line. Okay. So you have XOXO coming out. Mechanic Resurrection, The Purge, Election Year, um, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. I love that title so much. I still want to see that film. We I missed, do too. We missed it in America. I, I really want to see it. Um, you've got War Dogs and Cell. So Cell, we're seeing the UK premiere of it. Might even be the world premiere of it because it hasn't been out yet. I don't think in the US. That's a Stephen King book. It's starring oh, yeah. Samuel Jackson and John Cusack. The Coos. The Coos himself. And so it's good. opening night of Fright Fest. Yeah. So we'll see that. I feel like at Fright we'll Fest, there's always one film called The Cell. Am yeah. I incorrect in that? You are Why do people keep I calling their films The Cell? I don't think there's been one since Jennifer Lopez. I think there was one, if not last year, the year before. Maybe you're We'll right. have to go back. Um, so out of all those movies, UK and US, what are you most, in, what are you going to see? If you're just going to see one. Oh, just one. Um, we like to pick. For me, I'm really torn because I really want to see The Sea of Trees. But now because it's uh, that director, I want to see Don't Breathe. You and me in the same boat, Buster. So I'm going to go with so. Don't Breathe purely because of the director. Normally, I would have said The Sea of Trees easily. Well, you can watch Don't Breathe and I'll watch Sea of Trees and good. then we can switch. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about some game releases that are happening. Not a lot because we're in summer, but here we go. Uh, August 23rd, which is today as this goes up. King of Fighters 15 is coming out Xbox One, but apparently only in America. I've been looking for this. I'm not convinced it's coming out today. <laughs> Can't find it. Um, but it's on schedules to come out today. Madden NFL 17 is coming out on Xbox One and PS4. Worms WMD is coming out on PC One and PS4. Really excited. Love Worms. This looks like the best iteration. It's gone back to more like 2D style, better animation. And they're bringing in all these kind of um, guests from different games. So you can wear Ooh. the helmets and masks of different characters from video games and stuff. It's a bit creepy. Looks cool. Inside the, game, the, uh, the brilliant game uh, oh, from yeah. the makers of Limbo. It's finally coming to PS4. Uh, I say finally, it's only been a few weeks. If you haven't played that, you need to go play it. Yeah, if you have a PS4 and you haven't been able to play Inside so far, download that. Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, which we just picked up today, coming out PC, Xbox One, PS4. I played this at E3 and I said it felt like garbage to me, but it's been getting some nine... <laughs> but you went ahead and bought it today. It's been getting some nine out of ten reviews, so I'm intrigued. I want to see what's going on with this game. Um, if you had to pick a f game to play from these, Inside is the one to be playing. Definitely. If you've already got an Xbox One, Once Worms you're a big Madden fan, me. I mean, no hate. Whatever, if that's your thing, go I, for I, it. I, I got hate. My little brother's probably going crazy. Mark, Loves that stop, stuff. put it down. Play inside. He would Is not understand inside at all. Mark, I'm talking to you, buddy. <laughs> put it down. Like, Go play inside. What? Um, Blu-rays we've got coming out in North America. The Huntsman, Winter's War, the sequel to Snow White and the Huntsman. Woman in the Dunes, the Criterion Edition. Uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Season 1. Ratchet and Clank. Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 1, The Walking Dead Season 6, The Nice Guys, 
the Eli Roth produced Clown, The Strain Season 2, Narcos Season 1, finally on Blu-ray, and Wiener Dog coming to 4K Ultra HD, Snow White and the Huntsman and the Huntsman Winter's War. I've seen Clown. I would would watch that. Out of these, the 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 nice guys for me. I just recently oh, rewatched it. Oh yeah, but it. I've already seen that. Yeah, no, I'm just saying for what people should go and check out. Um, the nice guys, I think, is the most overlooked fun film of the year. It's mm. a fantastic film, and it watching it a second good. time, I, I loved it possibly more. Yeah, than the first time. That's all the releases this week. That's all you get. That's all that's happening. So we're gonna do now, Katie Watson. What is that? The box is this office. Chart? Box office time. Oh. And I've got what Color-coded. Nate, Justin, and Alex um, predicted was yeah. going to happen at the box office last week. you need week. to tell them they're wrong? Uh, yeah, but I doubt they listen because <laughs> they have to do this show. <laughs> so one of the weeks they don't have to do the show. I think there's a sweet, sweet reprieve. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you're listening, guys, get on the edge of your seats. So Nate and Justin, actually, I'll get to that when we get to the top five. Number 20, this is North America, box office, just to be clear. Number 20, Anthropoid, that's a new release this week. Um, no, sorry, second second week. Uh, number 19, Indignation. Number 18, Ice Age, Collision Course. Number 17, Finding Dory. Number 16, Ghostbusters. Number 15, Nerve. Uh, number 14, Nine Lives. Number 13, Lights Out. 12, Hell or High Water. 11, Star Trek Beyond. 10, Florence Foster Jenkins. What's that movie? That is Meryl Streep, I believe. Oh. Um, number nine, The Secret Life of Pets. Number eight, Jason Bourne. Number seven, Bad Moms. Number six, Pete's Dragon. Are you ready? Top five films of this week, which is... What week are we at? Where are we at now? Uh, of uh, It's now 23rd of August, so... Nate and Justin said it would be Suicide Squad at number three, Kubo and the Two Strings at number two, and War Dogs at number one. Alex said it would be Suicide Squad at number three, Sausage Party at number two, and War Dogs at number one. Number five, Ben-Hur. Can't believe they remade that movie. First week only made $11 million. (laughs) That is painful. Disgusting. Number four, Kubo and the Two Strings. No, and Jason, Justin, sorry, already wrong. Number three, War Dogs. Oh, everybody's wrong. Everybody's wrong. wrong. Too much expectations for those guys. You guys all love it. Number two, Sausage Party, which Alex got right. Number one, still there, Suicide Squad, with uh, twenty million seven hundred ten thousand dollars made last weekend, proving uh, I'm wrong. Because when it came out, I did a thing two weeks ago saying we need to wait and see because people are excited of this is an awful movie, but it made shit ton of money, broke records. Yeah. But then it slumped off on the next two days massively, which is not a good indicator. You should hold your first weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does has had staying power. Um, yep. And from what I've been reading and listening to, partly because some people just yeah genuinely seem to be enjoying it, and yep. partly because other people are genuinely interested in what is this car wreck of a movie that people right. are talking about. Um, but well, it's I think you generate a lot of excitement just by saying it's so bad. You know, people who yeah. have drastic opinions on something are going to generate butts and seats. Well, it's just been, uh, there's been such, you know, people, uh, I, I'm going to seem uh, like I'm weighed on one side here because I came out with a big rant about it two weeks ago, how right. much I hate it. And I do. I think it's one of the worst films I've ever seen. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually 
bad for humanity this film was made. Um, not as bad as American Sniper, but bad for humanity. Oh God, don't even say those words. But um, it's... Uh, yeah, I think for sure the majority of people have not enjoyed this movie. And mm-hmm. there are some people out there who really have. But there's a huge conversation about it and people are arguing about it the whole time. And that means it's on people's lips. So people are like, okay, I want to check out what is this movie yeah. people are arguing about. That's fair enough. Good or bad, you're talking about it. It's made $262 million overall in North America, which is a good solid return. And we're not talking... Um, I think it's... I'm trying to remember what it's worldwide is. Um, but yeah, obviously not as big as the Marvel films are doing at the moment. But uh, for the budget it was, it's a good return. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely be seeing a sequel to Suicide Squad now. I'm sure. To wrap it up, you guys all are wrong. So yeah, the guys all got it wrong. Um, so wrong. the films that we said are coming out next week: Mechanic Resurrection, Sea of Trees, XOXO, Complete Unknown, Don't Breathe, Katie. Any of them going to rumble in those top three? What's going to happen? What's the top three going to be? Uh, let's see. At the moment, we're at War Dogs number three, Sausage Party number two, Suicide Squad number one. Can Suicide Squad hold in again? Or will it be toppled? I'm surprised Suicide. Sausage Party, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, only at 15 million on the second week. Okay, okay. Still. Um, it's tough. It's going to so be really tight. These really aren't like, I mean, besides Don't Breathe, which horror films always do well. Yep. Um, that will be in the top so three. So I feel like it'll jump up there. Mechanic could very well be in the top three. But, but like it you could said, also end up at number five yeah, people are excited about it, but it is like the bajillionth Jason Statham film. Mm-hmm. So it might be around, I would say it hits around four, three or four max. Um, I don't see the rest of these moving that high. This is really, I think it's going to be very tight. There's not going to be any, there's no big players right now. I think no. Suicide Squad could potentially hang in for another week. For another week i'm gonna say suicide squad still at number one which kind of pains me I know. um i'm gonna say I, I think don't breathe will need a couple of weeks but no maybe not i'm gonna put do it don't breathe at number two okay and then so sausage party number three why you gotta steal my why why you gotta you can do first? the same if you want but now i just want to do different so i can be different <laughs> well that says a lot That's about my you personality says a lot about. Um, I. You know what? Fuck yeah! I'm gonna. It's not gonna happen. But I'm gonna put no brief above Suicide Squad <laughs> because Suicide Squad. It's got to drop to at least fifteen next week. Um, at least if not twelve. Don't breathe. It's gonna make more than twelve. I think in its opening. It's gonna make, I think, close to thirty. I'm sure they're hoping the same. Um. Well, then, just to be devil's advocate, I'll do Suicide Squad reigning. Okay. And then keep Don't Breathe It, too. Um, yeah, Sausage Party, I'll keep okay. on three. No Jason Statham. I love it, buddy, but you got to make a different film. <laughs> um, all right. That's all the podcasts we've got for you this week. Thank you very much. Thanks, people. I'm um, sticking with us. Katie, where can people find you on the social medias? Um, follow me on Instagram. I need some more Instagram followers. It's at my full stop dearest full stop watson on the instagram is it really there's a dot between them full yeah stop? Oh, it's someone else that already is still in my dearest watson i know right that's you I'm gonna come everyone find message you. that person on instagram who's just called my dearest watson and send them dick pics until they <laughs> just hand it over to katie that sounds fun not <laughs> like not that i don't do want to receive it anymore. Anymore. they blur it out it's so funny thank god 
I was getting so many. Um, um, how about on Twitter or anything? I don't like, I would say you can message me on Twitter, but I don't really check Twitter very often. I'm at Watson Dearest on that one. So it kind of flipped it around. Okay. So. You're going to need to get all those ubiquitous. What do you want from me? People steal my things. Too bad, man. I can't. Like, what do you want? I want. I want ubiquitous social medias. Um, I'm Mr. L White on everything. Uh, I've got a website, um, Twitter, on Instagram. You can follow my weird, obtuse, stupid pictures (laughs) that I occasionally put up. Good Instagram. It's fun. Um, Mine's just food, just to forewarn everyone. And you can follow my Twitters for uh, yeah review. I'll be doing little tiny reviews of every Fright Fest film as they come out so you can get some little insight but then the whole thing will be yeah Monday and probably next Thursday or or it might even be on Wednesday I did have fun tweeting last year at Fright Fest so maybe I'll pick it up for for Fright Fest cool so good job um, and you can also get updates on our film um, if you go on We Are Test Late or actually to be honest just follow me Mr. R. White um, for, to see what we're doing with that we're going to have some an actual official Starfish uh, Twitter thing set up soon which I won't tweet from enough. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like with that, just like. Um, we will be back next week. The LA guys will be taking over the regular podcast on Tuesday, but you'll hear our voices and a bunch of uh, other English people talking about Fright Fest, horror movies, all that fun yeah, stuff. Until so then. many British people, actually. Just a lot of British people. And me, the one loud American. Have a lovely week out there. I'm off to watch some more Blackadder. Hammer out. Geeks! Geeks! I need some ice on my face. I just can smell myself. (laughs) I feel like I can just like...